HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Copper and Kings, pure copper pot distilled American brandy aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. For more information, visit copperandkings.com. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I am your host, Joe Campanelli, and it is a cloudy, rainy, but warm uh, winter day here in Bushwick, Brooklyn, here at Roberta's today. Uh, I'm excited. We have a special guest who is in from out of town for the Slow Wine Tasting, which will be held today from 1 to 6 at the Highline Ballroom. I highly suggest that you go. There's going to be some great producers. Um, Emilio Pepe is going to be in town. Uh, Paolo Bea or Giampiero Bea might be there. Um, a lot of great producers who are all making wine in a more uh, slow uh, or in more natural, unprocessed uh, style. So uh, these, are, these are wines that you can regularly find at our restaurants. Uh, speaking of it, our restaurants, when, you, when I'm not hosting this show, you can... Uh, always find me at one of our restaurants, Del Anima, Lartuzzi, or Anfora Wine Bar, uh, where I am the, the beverage director and co-owner of those restaurants. Please look for me there. And if you do like this show, you can always listen to us on uh, heritageradionetwork.org slash in the drink or subscribe on iTunes and you'll get it uh, uploaded every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Uh, uh, so we have a special show today. Uh, for a few reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is our producer, Liz Smith, is going to be leaving. We're all really happy for her, but we're going to miss her greatly. She's going to be working for Bloomberg Podcast, uh, where she'll be an associate producer on still unnamed podcast, uh, but we'll all be eagerly looking for it, and we'll, we'll let you know what that is. Congratulations, Liz. Uh, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, hearing all the exciting things that, that you have coming up. Um, 
And it is a unique show because we have uh, someone who, uh, though he does speak some English, I think he's going to be more comfortable speaking and answering in Italian. So uh, we have Benjamin Zederich in the in the studio from Zederich Winery. It's a winery that I visited with Bobby Stuckey uh, a few years back up in the Carso region of Friuli. And absolutely uh, beautiful, but also... Uh, far away from everything. It feels like the wild west of Friuli. It's kind of more sparsely populated. It's more windy. Uh, the the wines there take a long time to age before they're ready. And then when they do, they are just uh, really expressive, unique versions of, of excellent uh, wines. And so I'm excited to have Benjamin. We also have in the studio uh, David Weitzenhofer, who is the uh, founder and co-owner of AI Selections, uh, one of our uh, wine partners that we source a lot of great wine with. And I've actually also been to Italy uh, with, with David. We visited a bunch of great producers like Brezza in Barolo and Foynini in Valtellina. Um, David is for sure an, an expert, especially in those in Piedmont and uh, northern Italy. Uh, but all of his wines from across the, the, the country of Italy are fantastic. Welcome to In the Drink. I'm sorry for the uh, extra long intro. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Benjamin, can you tell us uh, what brings you to town? Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the slow wine tasting. What is it? Puoi dire un po' di slow wine perché tu sei qui. Slow wine è un'associazione che noi seguiamo da tanti anni. Ecco, in Italia per noi è molto importante. It's an association that they followed for many years, and in Italy it's very important for the wine producers. È un'associazione che così guarda molto ai piccoli artigiani e ai piccoli produttori come siamo noi. There's a lot of small artisanal producers like Zederich in that association. Ecco, New York per noi è, una, è un mercato importante, per questo abbiamo deciso di aderire a questa manifestazione di Zowine. So, for them, New York is a very important market, and that's why they're here, is to participate in the Slow Wine event. Mm -hmm. What are the parameters that makes a one winery a slow wine winery and uh, another not? Cosa è necessario di partecipare uh, in slow wine? Ah, bisogna, prima di tutto bisogna avere dei, delle menzioni sul, sul libro slow wine e dopo prendere la chiocciola che è un merito di un'azienda che dopo viene messa su questo libro di, di slow wine e dopo poi puoi aderire a queste manifestazioni. Um, you have to be chosen by Slow Wine and featured in their book um, as a noteworthy winery, um, and then you can be invited to participate in Slow Wine. Do uh, your environmental practices have a, a certain play in the decision, or is it more uh, in what what's done in the winery? Um, tu, uh, come, come tu fai vino in, in vigna è importante per Slow Wine? o solo come tu fai vino in cantina? No, no, è molto importante. Infatti è un'associazione che guarda praticamente il lavoro a 360 gradi. Ecco, le persone di, di Slow Wine vengono in azienda, vengono anche nelle vigne a guardare come uno lavora. Praticamente sono, controllano al 100%. So they, they really check everything. So for them it's an organization that looks at uh, all the wineries from a 360 point of view from the wineries to the vineyards. Okay. And uh, do you have some other uh, friends or other wineries that uh, you're excited to, to see uh, at this tasting? 
uh, uh, vuoi uh, vedere e parlare con qualcun, qualcuno in particolare uh, a manifestazioni oggi, qualche altra azienda? Ma sicuramente adesso non so che aziende aderiranno, però conosco tante, ecco, sicuramente mi farà piacere vedersi qua a New York. Come per esempio? Come per esempio Kaber. So there, he doesn't know exactly who's mm -hmm. going to be there, but he, he hopes he'll be able to see Kaber. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. There are a lot of people that are friends of his that he knows that uh, sometimes participate in this. Great. And uh, another uh, big tasting that you participate is in the, the Vini Veri group uh, as well. Um, what, what distinguishes, uh, why do you think it's important to also participate in a, another group of producers? What, what distinguishes that from uh, Slow Wine? Um, anche tu fai Vini Veri. Come differenza, cosa differenza fra, per esempio, Slow Wine e Vini Veri o Vini Veri e altri tipi di fiera? Mm -hmm. Sì, sì, sì. sì. E, um, Slow, Slow Wine è, è un'associazione nazionale, anzi internazionale, che lavora in, in un altro modo, assolutamente. Invece Vini Veri, di cui faccio parte, eh, noi abbiamo una, una regola che comprende più o meno 30-40 produttori di vino che lavorano in un certo modo. So Slow Wine is, a, is an international organization and Vini Veri is an organization that chooses 30-40 wineries that mm. work in a particular way. Eh, praticamente noi organizziamo con gruppo Vini Veri a Verona in comitanza con il Vinitali a Cerea la degustazione. Là vengono 120 aziende tutte piccole con le qualità di piccoli artigiani. So they organized Vini Veri as a single event that happens at the same time as Vin Italy. Um, these 30 or 40 producers then um, organize about another 120 producers um, that are all small artisanal producers like themselves. Per noi è molto importante questa, questa fiera perché veramente ci troviamo molto bene, ma anche la gente che viene a assaggiare i nostri vini viene, viene per noi, non, non è che viene... Cioè, non perde tempo, ecco, non viene a fare una gita oppure assaggiare 3000 cose. So, for them, Vini Veri is very important because people who come to that fair are coming for these small artisanal producers. They're not just going around and tasting thousands of other wines. Mm -hmm. And who, who do you recommend uh, to go to the Vini Veri? And I've always been intimidated to go to, to Vin Italy. I've heard it's such a, a large undertaking. Um, do you think it's good for... Uh, only for buyers or maybe for uh, in enthusiasts who just who love wine? Uh, per chi suggerisci di andare a vini veri? Solo compratori o ammiratori? Per chi è vini no, veri? Eh, vini veri è per tutti, assolutamente, per tutti, per chi vuole avvicinarsi a un mondo vero di vino e scoprire la la realtà praticamente di piccoli artigiani che lavorano in prima persona sia in vigna che in cantina e dopo presentano il vino. So he recommends that everyone should go to Vini Veri. Um, you get to meet real producers of wine um, in person. 
um, who represent these small wineries, and it's a it's an authentic experience. All right. Well, that's enough about, about fairs and everything. You can see <laughs> Benjamin uh, from 1 to 6 today at the Highline Ballroom for the Slow Wine event. I believe you need to uh, sign up online and buy tickets, uh, I believe, online uh, ahead of time. But uh, it'll be worth it. There'll be a, a bunch of great producers there. Um, now, David, you've been working with Zederich Wines for quite some time. Is that that's correct? Yeah. So I've, I've uh, been working as an importer for, I guess we're now probably about, five and a half six years okay and, and so and i've known the wines for for quite some time um i've always been a big fan and when there was an opportunity to represent them uh, here in new york you know i obviously jumped yeah i, I think they're they're wines that are absolutely unique and beautiful and, and you could you'll find them at uh, lartuzzi delanima and anfora i know our, our staff we did a uh, a producer night at anfora on monday and then uh the uh, Benjamin spoke to the staff with again with your interpretation. Uh, uh, the overwhelming response was that was so cool. I love these wines, and it was great great to meet him. So I think meeting someone in person is uh, is pretty extraordinary for for people. When you can put a face with with what with the wine that you're tasting, it's it's a really different experience. Yeah. Um, and now, can you have Benjamin uh, just describe uh, the, a little bit of the history of his uh, estate and quality wine in the Carso region? Poi prima spiegare la storia di tua azienda. Sì, con grande piacere, assolutamente. A casa nostra c'era sempre il vino. Noi abbiamo una casa del 1800, però non si imbottigliava. So with great pleasure, um, we would like to tell you about his family. Um, they've been making wine since 1800, um, but they didn't always put it into bottle. Nell'88 ho preso io l'azienda in mano e ho cominciato a lavorare con la stessa filosofia naturale come lavoriamo adesso. So in 1980 he took over uh, the family winery and he began to um, you know, work um, sort of in the same manner that the family had worked before. Nel 93 sono uscite le prime nostre bottiglie. So in 93 they finally started to put their wine into their bottles with their name on it. Filosofia è rimasta sempre uguale, assolutamente. Ancora adesso lavoriamo sempre in quel modo come abbiamo cominciato. Praticamente facciamo la vinificazione tutta macerata con la buccia. So they continue to work in the same way that they had always worked and they always um, have their wines um, have some amount of skin contact. The Carso is a very difficult zone to farm in. Per fare viticoltura sul Carso, veramente, prima di tutto, deve avere tanta passione e credere molto sul territorio. So to, to do viticulture in the Carso, you have to be very passionate about working there um, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a difficult uh, place to farm. È una zona che si stacca del Friuli. Praticamente è una zona dove non c'è terra oppure c'è pochissima terra e dopo sotto c'è solo pietra. So it's difficult because there's very little topsoil and below this, this thin layer of topsoil it's just solid stone, rock. E dopo la cosa bella è che il territorio è molto sano, molto molto bello anche perché Abbiamo la bora, il vento, che assuga molto bene le nostre vigne. Dopo abbiamo anche il mare davanti, dove le vigne guardano il mare. So the vineyards look right at the sea, um, and they have a very healthy environment for growing the vines because of uh, a wind called the bora. Mm -hmm. 
ritorno praticamente all'88, all'88 avevamo 3-4 mila metri di vigna di mio padre. Dopo io ho cominciato a impiantare con grande difficoltà vigne nuove, piano piano fino ad arrivare a 8 ettari come abbiamo adesso. So to return to 1988, when he took over, he had very little vineyards, and in that time he started to plant more vineyards, and today he has about 8 hectares of vineyards. Quasi tutti i vigneti sono molto piccoli, frammentati, sparsi sul territorio, e quasi tutti sono circondati da muretti a secco. Um, so all of the parcels that they have are, are, are spread out, and they're very small parcels. Mm-hmm. Però il territorio veramente ci dà delle grandi soddisfazioni perché otteniamo un vino veramente di grandissima qualità che si differenzia dalla mineralità, della sapidità, praticamente viene un vino che fa sempre la differenza. Um, he gets a lot of satisfaction out of working here because they are able to even though they get very little wine, they're able to get a very high quality um, with sapidity and, and great minerality um, and, and it gives them a lot of satisfaction to be able to um, get that sense of territory. Mm-hmm. Prima sotto la casa nostra del 1800 avevamo la cantina vecchia di mio padre e di mio nonno. So in the old house from the 1800s they had a, an old winery um, that his father and his grandfather used. Mm-hmm. Dopo abbiamo deciso di creare una cantina nuova. And after a short time, they decided that they needed to create a new winery. E abbiamo creato una cantina sempre con la stessa filosofia naturale come lavoriamo in vigna. So they wanted to create a winery that was very natural and, and kept, uh, was, with, was in the keeping of how they work in the vineyards in a very natural way. Praticamente tutto quello che abbiamo scavato nella cantina abbiamo tutto recuperato. Praticamente abbiamo creato la cantina a, a metri zero. So as they excavated down, they kept all the materials and they used those materials, sort of repurposed uh, those materials um, to make the winery from, from the earth and what they excavated. La cantina l'abbiamo ultimata dopo dieci anni di lavoro. So it took them 10 years to make this winery. Mm-hmm. La cantina ha 5 piani. It's a 5-story winery. E ha 22 metri sottoterra. That, that goes down 22 meters into the earth. Mm-hmm. È molto funzionale, si lavora veramente molto bene. You're able to work very well in the winery, it's very functional. Eh, abbiamo creato un ambiente naturale dove non si consuma elettricità e nessun tipo di macchine. So they've got a, a very, everything is very manual, hands-on, and they've created an environment where they don't need to use electricity, and, and it's the perfect temperature for wines and winemaking. Mm-hmm. Temperatura è costante durante l'anno 13, 14, 15 gradi. All, all year long, the temperature is very constant between 13 and 15 degrees centigrade. E umidità è circa 70-80%. And then they have good uh, uh, humidity of 80%. About 80% humidity. Lavoriamo con le botti di rovere. So in the winery they work with um, uh, oak casks. Il nostro vino viene affinato minimo per due anni in queste botti qua. And for, for all their wines they uh, age in these large uh, oak casks for two years. 
Comunque tutti i nostri vini sono macerati con la buccia per due settimane circa. So all of their wines um, have a skin maceration time, so the juice is, is touching the skins for, for about two weeks. Questo per dare una caratteristica ancora più forte del territorio e per non usare il lievito selezionato. And, and this uh, skin contact, this maceration, and these are white wines we're talking about, um, uh, gives um, a complexity to the wine, but it also means that uh, they don't have to use added yeast that they buy from some other place. They're able to just let the, the natural yeast start the fermentations. Mm-hmm. I nostri vini hanno un colore giallo più intenso perché sono macerati con la buccia e non sono filtrati, per questo sono un poco opachi. So um, all of their wines have sort of a yellow color to them um, because of the skin contact um, and they don't filter the wine so they have a, a little bit of an opaque characteristic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that might be the longest answer to a question we've ever had on our show but it was great. I didn't want to stop you guys. Um, but that being said, we do need to take a quick break for, uh, for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, the executive producer of Heritage Radio Network, also the host of Full Service Radio. And I want to talk to you about Brandy. Uh, I was lucky enough to visit Louisville, and we all know Kentucky is whiskey territory. However, the best thing I had to drink was brandy. I got to visit Copper and King's Distillery, and they make pure copper pot distilled American brandy aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels, matured with rock and roll. That's right. Sonic Aging. They're playing music to the barrels. The stuff is double distilled, non-chill filtered, unadulterated by bois, sugar, or caramel color. And this stuff is feisty, rambunctious, with a long, smooth finish. This stuff isn't made exactly in the style of an international brandy or a cognac. It's more along the lines of an American whiskey. I can really be honest here and tell you, I'm not just reading you an ad, I'm giving you a tip. American brandy You're not seeing it everywhere. Copper and Kings is doing it incredibly well, and they're cool people. The distillery is full of incredible art. Like I said, they're playing rock and roll to the barrels. So again, Copper and Kings, pure copper, pot distilled, American brandy, aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. That's copperandkings.com. Drink it neat, put it in a cocktail, sub it for your brown spirits, experiment, have fun, get funky. This stuff is awesome. All right, we're back with David Weitzenhofer of AI Selections, who is helping to translate today um, one of the uh, many wonderful producers he represents here uh, uh, in New York, as well as uh, in, I think, many other states across the country. Benjamin Ziedrich, who's in studio uh, today. He is in town today for the slow wine tasting, which is sort of a shoot-off of uh, slow food, and uh, we uh, we've heard a lot about the uh, territory of the Carso, uh, this beautiful windy area with very minimal topsoil that's close to the very top of the Adriatic Sea, the most eastern side of Friuli. Really, 
hugging up against uh, Slovenia. Um, but now I'd love to talk uh, with, with you guys about the specific wines from the area, uh, specifically your wines, uh, the the grapes that are made uh, or the wines that are made from Vitovska, which doesn't grow anywhere else, uh, Malvasia Istriana, which is particular to that sort of northern Adriatic area, uh, and Terrano, um, which is one of, uh, I think, the most, uh, I don't know, beautiful, high-acid, strange red grapes that, that, that I really love. Um, so, Benjamin, tell us about the, the grapes of, of your area and what's particular about them. Did you the uva in Vosper territorio? Ma eh, prima di tutto c'è la Vitosca, la Vitosca che è una varietà autoctona del Carso dove noi puntiamo tanto. Primarily in their area there's, there's Vitosca and it's an indigenous varietal only to that area as you're saying. <laughs> Dopo oltre la Vitosca abbiamo la Malvasia che anche tanti ce l'hanno. Eh, caratteristiche della Malvasia sono che è un vino un poco più aromatico e con diverso dalla Vitovska e dopo come rossi abbiamo il Terrano che è un vino storico del nostro territorio originale Dopo qualcuno ha la glera, che è anche un vitigno autoctono del Carso. And then there's also... Glera. Glera. Mm-hmm. Glera, which is Prosecco. È lo stesso come come Prosecco. Sì, ma è stata poco rubata dal, dalla nostra terra per il Prosecco. It, ecco. it, it's a little la, bit broken tra... off from, from mm-hmm. the Prosecco family in their area. Mm-hmm. E dopo qualcuno fa qualche varietà internazionale come Chardonnay, Sauvignon. And uh, people have, of course, planted Lotte, international so. varietals like Chardonnay and Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc. Sì, sì, sì. Però soprattutto fanno Vitosca, Malvasia, Terrano, ecco. Uh-huh. E Terrano è usato per cosa? Non passato? E il Terrano era sempre un vino semplice della casa, ecco, che non veniva neanche imbottigliato, ecco, veniva venduto e bevuto in, in caraffa. So Tirana was um, always a very simple wine. This is the red wine of the area. It was always a very simple wine that they kept for the house and, and usually put in crafts or jugs. They didn't actually bottle the wine. Da noi lo chiamano che è un medicinale perché una volta nell'impero austro-ungarico lo vendevano nelle farmacie per gli anemici. So they always considered it a, a medicinal wine and during the uh, Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Habsburgs, they... Um, would actually sell this wine in pharmacies for uh, those who were anemic because it's very rich in iron. For me, it's hard to believe that Toronto could be a simple wine. It seems like it would be very difficult to grow uh, and it would need some time to age because it has such hard and high acidity that I couldn't imagine someone just kind of gulping it down. It seems like you have to be careful. Per lui è difficile di credere che era un vino semplice perché sembra come una varietà difficile di, di crescere nel vigna e, e anche perché l'acidità è così alto non è un vino semplice da bere anche. Sì, una volta era anche peggio perché una volta nella vigna non avevano tanta attenzione. So, there was a time when it was even harder to drink. It was even worse. 
perché le persone non pay attenzione nel vineyard. Adesso c'è molta professionalità, in vigna si lavora molto bene, si produce poco, si produce solo per la qualità. So, des- so, so now people um, just work much better, more professionally in the vineyard, um, you produce less and you get higher quality. Allora per questo il terreno è, è diverso, non è, non è come qualcuno si ricorda come era il terreno una volta. It's, it's not like the Toronto that someone might remember from the past. Uh, so in your area it is uh, his, uh, historical to make white wines with skin uh, maceration. How do you feel about the recent interest in this uh, in other parts of the world? In tuo territorio voi sempre fate con sulla buccia, vino con sulla buccia. Cosa pensi di interesse che c'è in altre parti d'Italia nel mondo di fare i vini come voi sempre hai fatto? Ma io penso che il vino si faceva sempre così, si faceva sempre con la buccia senza utilizzo di lievito selezionato, ecco. Per, per noi è una tradizione originale, ecco. For, for us, this is just a tradition. Però per altri, in, in diverse parti d'Italia, è in moda adesso di fare così. Cosa pensa di questo? Ma io sono più d'accordo per fare un vino macerato con la buccia come fare vinificazione bianco, perché è, è solo uva dentro, questo è importante, ecco. He says, uh, he's... he's... He's in favor of people trying, you know, wines with, uh, with a skin contact, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's only the grape mm-hmm. that you have if you do it that way. It's just, it's just the grape. You're not adding anything to it. Yeah, I've, I've always felt, and this can be a, a side, you don't have to translate, that, that uh, when you make a wine with the whole grape uh, on a red wine, it is somehow a very, you know, it's a more complete wine, and uh, maybe in the instance of champagne, you can make a complete wine without the, without the skins. A white wine... Uh, for some reason, we always remove the skins, or generally remove the skins, except for in his area. So if you're able to use the whole grape and do it at a very high level, you think that is a more complete wine in, in, some, in some sort of way. But that's always been... It's, it's a good question. I, I don't know exactly when the fashion became to have clear wines, you know, to, to have transparency through your white wines. I mean, clearly, wines wouldn't have been filtrated in the past. Um, And there was skin contact for a lot of regions. You would have had colored white wines. Um, so, yeah, I don't know exactly when that trend changed, but you have trends in wine, whether it's, you know, populations drinking lots of sweet wine and then moving to dry wine or oaky and then less oaky. And um, now you're sort of seeing the pendulum swing back maybe for a different style of wine. Uh In my idea that there, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe there was a time that... The skin macerated wines were more difficult to introduce to uh, to guests, and uh, I have this feeling that perhaps now it's now it's easier. Is that has that been his experience? In due esperienze, c'era un tempo quando era più difficile di introdurre vini con uh, macerazione sulla buccia. Uh, era difficile nel passato, è più facile adesso, secondo te? Ma adesso sicuramente è più facile perché per qualcuno c'è la novità, ecco. Una volta magari i vini non erano così buoni come, come sono adesso, ecco, allora per questo. It's definitely easier now and for some people it's a new thing. Um, in the past 
um, there was an idea that maybe those weren't good wines. Yeah. And uh, is his uh, winery open to uh, visitors if our, our guests wanted to, our listeners wanted to visit? Se qualcuno vuole andare a trovarti, è possibile per... Volentieri. He says, Volentieri, sono molto contento, ecco, assolutamente. He would be extremely happy to have someone come and see him. Right, and I encourage all of you to, to go visit it. It is one of the more unique uh, uh, wineries I've ever been to. You know, you speak... Uh, Usually the uh, the thing that's so interesting is the is the vineyard and David and I discussed this a lot on on our trip to uh, you know to to Italy together how pretty much all wineries look the same and it's the vineyards that are, that are unique and that are beautiful but this is a truly unique winery as well that is made with with passion uh, it is somehow it makes it makes actually a lot of sense and it, I can't even imagine the amount of work that that went into it. Well, and, and as you go down the stairs and, and you see the sort of exposed, you know, hard red soils, I mean, it's, it's just a very neat thing that puts you in touch with the territory. And, and it's, it's, it's a grand winery, but not in the way that we think of as, you know, French chateaus or big Napa Valley wineries, but still one of my favorite wineries I've ever visited. Yeah, me me as well. Um, thank you so much to Benjamin Zederich. Benjamin, thank you so much for, for coming on In the Drink today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, go see him today at the uh, Slow Wine Tasting at the Highline Bar from 1 to 6, and you can drink his wines. Uh, we have like four of his wines at, at our restaurants, which is almost all of them. Uh, we, we absolutely love them. And thank you, David Weitzenhofer from AI Selections. Uh, if you see a bottle with AI in the back, uh, chances are it's going to be very, very delicious. Thank you. Uh, and Liz, thank you so much for, uh, for producing the show today. We are going to miss you. Please let us know what you're up to at Bloomberg Podcast. We'll, we'll we'll all be rooting for you. And of course, thanks to the listeners. This has been uh, another episode of In the Drink on heritageradionetwork.org. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.